you know what, Jen? I don't think I've ever looked better in my life. I think I'm I'm at the peak of my physical prowess. I think you are. At the moment. And yeah. I would love to share that with people. I'd love people to be able to see me in the flesh. Just it's to... selfish to keep this. <laughs> it is. This amount of radiance needs to be shared. So I thought what I would do is invite people along to see me in real life. To be in the same room at the Museum of Comedy. At the Museum of Comedy, because comedy is what I do <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> and you belong in a museum. No, oh, no. No, no, no. It was How rude. My self-esteem had climbed and now it's back down on the floor. But no, I um, love the Museum of Comedy and I'm going to go there and I'm going to take my raw magnetism with me uh, on Wednesday the 24th of April. Can I come too? You can. Just try not to sort of detract from my glow, you know. Okay. Uh, we are going to have the magnificent Jenny Ryan, a magnificent guest, Ooh. TBA. Wednesday the 24th of April, put it in your diaries, bring your sunglasses because I am shining. Yeah, get your tickets now. The link is in our social media or from the music. Museum of Comedy website. Oh, please do come. Jen's all right as well. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's your name? Jenny Ryan. Correct. What's my name? Lucy Porter. Correct. What are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct. What's it called? Fingers on buzzers. Correct. Wow. Thank you very much for being here on uh, the hottest day on record, is it? Yes. Wow. These are the ones that made it. You knew there was air conditioning, right? Oh. Yeah. Um, I've got a pocket full of chocolate. For a change. For a change. Um, she bribes me to keep quiet sometimes. <laughs> it's like when I was a kid in church and my mum used to just hand me sweets to uh, stop me mecking about. Um, so, yes, thank you very much for coming. To Give us a quick cheer if you've ever listened to our podcast, Fingers on Buzzers. <laughs> Hooray! Thank you. And for those of you who haven't, I won't make you cheer. But uh, it it's is... something to be cheered. It's not. You're very naughty. But yeah, it is about the world of quizzing and how much we love TV quizzes, pub quizzes, anything. Any kind of question being asked is where we're at, isn't it? That's, that's our life. That's, that is the life of us. And quiz life. We love the quiz life and we found another person who loves the quiz life, a brilliant guest who's going to come on very shortly. But first, shall we do, we'll do a big showbiz introduction, right? Uh, and then we're going to do a little quiz and then we're going to bring on our guest. So, hello everybody and welcome to London's glittering King's Cross on the hottest day of the year at the London Podcast Festival for a very special... Fingers on <laughs> That was your kind of wrestling voice. Very much the vibe of today. Yes, it's hot and sweaty. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I should be wearing lycra and throwing someone around. <laughs> <laughs> it still could happen. Have you got? You've got it on under there. Yeah. You're going to just uh, rest. It is. Uh, it's September, but it's ridiculously sweltering. Yeah. It's the kind of it's the time of year where you think what I want is to put on a jumper and get a mug of tomato soup, and just do a jigsaw. To be fair, on the way up, I, um, I was walking up from King's Cross Station 
and there were a couple of bottles abandoned on a, a bench. Mm-hmm. One of them, a bottle of water, empty, good, stay hydrated. The other one, a bottle of gazpacho, empty. <laughs> like, who's d- I, actually a baller move? I've gone to the supermarket, I'm hungry, but I'm also really hot and thirsty. Hmm, <laughs> gazpacho, down in one. Ooh, you could put a bit of tequila in that. Always with the tequila woman. <laughs> it would be like a sort of, you know, a, a Latin Bloody Mary. It would be. Yeah, there we go. Maybe That's they did that. And I didn't, well, they didn't empty the entire tequila bottle. I came and swept that up after yeah. uh, after they left it. But uh, it is beautifully air-conditioned in here, and we are so grateful to our beautiful audience for coming. And in order to give those of you who maybe are not familiar with what we do a little flavour of the podcast, Jenny has prepared a quiz for me about some of the guests that we have previously had on the show. Yes, just to give you a little taste of what you've missed if you haven't listened to the show before and what you can go back and listen to because all of these guests are still available on whatever your podcast platform of choice is. Mm. So I'll start with an easy one. I'm going to give you a couple of clues and you can jump in at any time and name that guest. Okay. This person's father ran a sex shop. Well, now I already know who that is. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I will, I will ask a few more in case the audience start to get it. We I could think. throw it to the audience, actually. Yeah, maybe. Anybody? No. Yes. It is Angela Barnes. I didn't need to tell you that she's a foremost expert on nuclear bunkers and her dog is named after a character in Bob's Burgers. <laughs> okay, let's have another. I need to give that person a, a prize. You really. do, actually. Um, would you like chocolate or a board game? Chocolate. 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 Because oh, on a day like choc- today, that's just what you're just going to buzz a handful of chocolate bars at that gentleman's head. <laughs> oh, it's Mark. It's Hello. too hot there for that. Right. Okay. Guest number two. Yeah. They studied mathematics and natural sciences at Pembroke College, Cambridge. Oh, fancy. However, they lost most of their sense of smell after sniffing ammonia at school. Gosh, this is a life well lived, isn't it? Very well lived. Anyone? And they are the co-author of Hollywood Wants to Kill You, which combines his obsessions with film and science. It's not Nish Kumar. Oh, that's a good guess, though. It is a good guess. We've not had him on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fact-checking from the back row. Nish Kumar went to Durham, apparently. Some lovely uh, chipping in here. This person is the uh, new host of Fighting Talk. Oh, it is, yeah. A oh, lovely, the, impossible. My brain is turning. It's uh, gorgeous Rick Edwards. Gorgeous Rick Edwards, it is. I didn't know he didn't have a sense of smell. It, well, he, it's got a very poor sense of smell due to that incident, but maybe that encouraged him to study science. Who knows? Yeah, he smells very nice himself. <laughs> I think his wife will be, have something to do with that. <laughs> she just douses him yeah. down every day. Yeah, no, he does. He smells lovely. Okay, guest number three. Mm. This person's middle name is Sherrington. They appeared. Les Sherrington Dennis. No. (laughs) Sounds good. Angela Sherrington Barnes. We've already had Angela Barnes. It works for anyone, though, doesn't it? Jenny Sherrington Ryan. No. No, it doesn't work. They appeared in Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Um, Well, at least I'm not the only blank face in the room. And he has held three Guinness World Records, those being the most pumpkin smashed in one minute with 11, the highest reverse bungee jump where they were superseded by David Hasselhoff, (laughs) and the most pancakes tossed in one minute, they were superseded within 24 hours by Aldo Zilli. Right, there's a lot to unpack. Yeah. Uh, First of all, what is a reverse bungee jump? I really, I'm not sure. I mean, what? I think you start from the ground and they ping you up like a big old catapult. (laughs) (laughs) It was at Battersea Power Station, if that helps, and maybe it was between two of the towers. Um, gosh, it, it would it, now this feels like it's someone who's done these for a presenting job. Yes. Possibly children's television. Mm. Or like yeah. a You Bet style. Uh, someone who, someone who has faced a lot of uh, interesting people in presenting over Challenge, years. Challenge Annika. No. Although I wouldn't, she, must, she will hel- still hold Guinness World Records, I'm sure. This person has lost these Guinness World Records. Oh, gosh. Um, a loser. Oh, no. I have to say... A loser with a really you ridiculous can't, middle Lucy, name. Lucy, you can't say that. This is our number one celebrity fan of the podcast. 
It's only Mr. Ben Shepherd. It's only Mr. Ben Shepherd. Oh. Ben Sherrington Shepherd. <laughs> oh, God. I, I need to find out about him being a loser now. I would have bullied him so much at school. <laughs> All right, Sherrington. Oh, my gosh. Well, and I can, I can ask you, I can give you some facts okay. and see if the audience can guess who our guest is today. Yes. So, guest number four. They have appeared on the podcast before, but this is their first live appearance. Ooh. They're known for playing the banjo in the band Police Dog Hogan. He's a journalist and author with a weekly column in The Guardian, and there's nothing he can't tell you about savoury variations on the martini. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Tim Dowling. Yay! Happy Come and join us. It's very snug. Oh, what a treat to see you, Tim. How are you? I thought nobody was going to get that. <laughs> I couldn't remember Rick Edwards' name. so I, I've It's the heat. Let's blame the heat for everything today. Yeah, I feel like memory is not going to be anyone's strong suit today. So, Tim, it is lovely to see you again. It's very nice to be back. Um, so, last time Tim was on our podcast, for those of you who didn't listen, we discovered that we are both left-handed. Mm -hmm. Like all the best people are cheer from the left-handed people. Yes. Wow. That's um, <laughs> It's about 11% of the population, I think, isn't it? It is. Something like that. And we are more, we, we're going to die younger. I believe that's true. I'm sorry to be the person to break that <laughs> yeah. news to you. But, yeah. I mean, hopefully not today, uh, not during the show. Life expectancy is shorter for reasons that nobody seems to understand. Aren't more serial killers left-handed yeah, as well? That's exactly oh, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> because you go, I can't use the scissors. <laughs> 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 Must use the knife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But we sort of jab it in really badly. There's a lot yeah. of failed It's just because we're pissed off all the time. Yeah, we are. It's a terrible burden that we bear. Um, and then the other things that we talked about, we spent quite a lot of time with you last time, Tim Dowling, talking about uh, pampas grass and swinging. Oh, that's right. Because, why? <laughs> no idea. No idea whatsoever. Uh, it's just one of those And there was a story about someone, you went to a party and someone flicked a cigarette out the window and the pampas grass went up like a... <laughs> Yeah, Christmas yeah, yeah. Tree. Her poor mum and dad could not signify that they were swingers to the neighbourhood. The orgy is over, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. You always know the orgy's over when the pampas grass is ablaze. I mean, yeah. It's like Burning Man. But <laughs> I, I live in Acton. There's a lot of pampas grass up yes. there. Yes. Oh, they love it. Saucy no, they um, and uh, we also talked about uh, what you would do as your specialist subject on Mastermind, which will possibly come up later. I've got a little quiz for you and Jenny, which is kind of mastermind-themed. But one thing we didn't talk about last time you were on, and that's what I wanted to dwell on today, was your live quizzing experiences. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh. it's not like you've covered yourself in glory. <laughs> Uh, but Not you've got some great generally. tales to tell. Because I was reading about a charity quiz that you did where you were a table host. Yes, they do. They sort of, I guess they, they're looking for a corporate sponsorship. So they, they get these companies to come, and, and the, the lure is that there's a celebrity captain for every table. Mm -hmm. Of course, my table show up, and they're just like, they're looking around at the other tables, and there's <laughs> Deborah Meaden and. Nasty Nick from The Apprentice and <laughs> Louis Theroux, and they're like, who is this, who is this guy? <laughs> and I always feel like, you know, they're, they're not getting to sit with Deborah Meaden and chat, or Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden, or Ooh. whoever. Uh, so I got to win. Yeah, you know, all, we, all I can give them is, we've got to win. And the, the first year I came, I remember I also turned up underdressed. It was in a like, posh boys' school, and all the men were wearing dinner jackets. And I just thought, and I was just wearing, I wasn't even wearing a tie. And yeah. so I felt like hiding the whole time. And we came sixth, or joint sixth, yeah. behind Louis Theroux's team. And I was, just, I was miserable. So they, they asked me the next year anyway. So not only did I think I've got to, I've got to win again, I, thought I've got to, I went out and got a tuxedo. <laughs> I went to a vintage place, because they asked me months beforehand. So I went to a vintage place. I bought a dinner jacket. I had it. It was really big. So I had it uh, tailored. By the time the guy was done, I think the pockets were on the back. <laughs> But it fit, and I, I, I remember the day of, I couldn't find my bow tie, so I went and bought one on the day of, and I showed up, and I was the only person wearing it. <laughs> That's a lovely I mean, everybody else was, like, in sweaters. It was a whole different vibe. Which uh, charity was it for? It's called Peas, and they do schools I I in Africa. Mm. It's a charity that they build schools in Africa, particularly in Uganda. So I remember thinking ahead of time, I thought there's definitely going to be, it's very hard to prepare for a quiz, but mm. I thought... There's definitely going to be a question about Uganda. And my son had just come back. You know, he's been on a school trip to Uganda. 
And I said, ask me you know, a question about Uganda. And he said, uh, okay, he says, what countries border Uganda? And I said, great, that's great. What's the answer? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to look it up, and I came up with a mnemonic for, which, for, for the answer, which is trucks. Mm -hmm. um, oh, so, should we throw it to the audience? Yeah, so those ah. are the, the, the countries that border Uganda. I'll, the only hint I'll give you is that the U in trucks is Uganda, so don't... Um, so, yeah, yes, yes. Tanzania, Rwanda, Kenya. There's a C. Oh, C is the C, Chad? Congo, I think. Congo. And, and the S. Is, is, is and so forth. <laughs> I, think <it> is, <laughs> I think it's South Sudan. Very good. Well, you did uh, very well. Well done, audience. Uh, they got so all of I showed those. up at the quiz, and it was hosted by Jeremy Paxman. Wow. And I was surrounded by these corporate suits who wanted nothing to do with the quiz. Mm. It was just me and this woman who worked for the charity. Mm -hmm. And Jeremy Paxman turned over the page. He goes, now we've got some questions about Uganda. And he said, name the six countries that border Uganda. And I was, like, I was, I was like suddenly going, <laughs> I'll handle this. <laughs> and that year, we won. Way In your face, Louis Theroux. And they never asked me back again. <laughs> well, you'd, you'd, win, you'd completed it. So you know, they're like, you're not supposed to win, man. <laughs> the famous people are supposed to win. It's quite an intimidating thing. I have also done these, um, and I'm sure you have, Jenny, like the charity quiz, where, because I remember it, mine was for the Film and TV Benevolent Fund, and it really was a who's who of British comedy. Like, obviously, Barry Cryer was there, and his table were all uproariously laughing <laughs> and having a great time. And then, you know, I looked over, and Greg Davis was there, and they were all having a great time. And the, yeah, the sort of pressure to kind of, you're like, shut up and let me listen to the questions. Yeah. Yes. And you're supposed to be in charge of these people who sometimes are just, they were all friends and they were just there gassing along. And I was like, but I can't hear anything. And, and they said, there was one question I remember, it was like to list all the elements in the periodic table that have a single letter abbreviation. And someone just said, well, there's only one. And I was like, no, there, there are more than one. <laughs> and I said, there are at least, I said, let's, let's, I appointed like a subcommittee to go through the alphabet, which I... <laughs> which I immediately took charge of. And it was, we went through the whole thing and I, I came up with, I said, there are six. There are at least, and then someone came up with another one. Seven, seven, it's definitely seven. There are, there are 14. Okay. As it turns out. That's good to know. Because uh, the celebrity quizzes, like or the charity quizzes, where you are the table captain, mm. that is a difficult position to be in, Jen, isn't it? Thankfully, I've not had to do that. I think it's seen as cheating, really, to have me... Parachuted in. Yes. Um, I was invited to to do one which is called I think the the Great Big News Quiz, um, which is down at Grosvenor House or one of those posh hotels, and every sort of news outlet has a has a table. So I th I think I was on with Good Morning Britain, um, and I added absolutely nothing because it was all about news stories from the last two weeks that these people have been working on nonstop. <laughs> Not a clue. Yeah, because you don't really that would not be something you would need obviously for your TV quizzing but no. in your quiz leagues and stuff does that come up much yeah you get you get new stuff the the, the problem with that particular um, event and with all of these is they make a lot of money from silent auctions or mm. real auctions and I was sitting next to Martin Lewis the so-called money-saving expert <laughs> who was telling me what to bid on while not bidding on anything himself <laughs> I spent a lot of money. <laughs> yes. Oh, he's yes. dreadful. That's how he's, he's great. He's a natural treasure, but yeah, no, don't let him encourage you. That's the problem. If, you, if it's going wrong for you, it's just so easy to get drunk and then buy a holiday in Mustique by accident. <laughs> well, I you were there as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was hosting a, an auction, like doing the auction, which is something I hate because it's not my skill set at all. And uh, there was this, it was a framed Everton football shirt or something and it wasn't really moving and so I said oh, I'll start it off myself at like 900 pounds and nobody else bid oh and I have no interest in football Yikes. whatsoever I don't know anyone so I kind of I do, but then you feel awful because I had to say to the charity at the end can I can I not give you 900 pounds <laughs> 
else? Can I just do something else for you instead? Um, but also, I won, I did also win a tour of the Imperial War Museum with Dan Snow. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, right? And it was quite a bargain. It was about 500 quid. And I was like, that, it, you know, as, as a sort of going rate for an hour with Dan Snow, <laughs> I sort of think... That would be about right. But we never managed to organise it, and yeah. now I'm too embarrassed to chase it up. I think that's how they get you as well. <laughs> yeah. I had a friend who, she worked for the BBC, and she went to a BBC thing, and they, were, they auctioned off, uh, I think it was lunch with Helen from the Archers. And her husband is a massive Archers fan. And so she, and she was a bit drunk. She said, I bid, she said, I couldn't tell him how much I paid for it. I paid an absolute, like, £750 or something for it for lunch with Helen from the office. She came home and she told him, and she was telling the story about how much she paid while she was standing in the hall at Broadcasting House to someone. She goes, what, what did you, what did you pay, bid for? He goes, I, I bid £750 for lunch with Helen from the Archers. And the woman looked at her and said, I'm Helen from the Archers. <laughs> <laughs> well, you wouldn't know, would you? You wouldn't know. Um, so the live quizzing experience is, it can be, fraught in that way um, but also another article that you wrote which sounded equally traumatic was you going to a trendy pub quiz in Notting Hill oh god that was ages ago mm. and that I mean I remember writing that you know somehow quizzing had become fashionable like it was like it was the worst thing in the whole world up until that point um, <laughs> well it was one of those yeah, the hook obviously was that one famous person had been seen at a pub yeah. quiz someone had turned up at this the cock and bottle in bayswater which was the sort of meant to be the white hot center of quizzing if you wanted to you know join a quiz with members of blur or something um and I, I took, like, all my smart friends along, the, all the ones that said yes anyway. Uh, and, you know, I used to live not that far from there. I, I've been to the Cock and Ball before. I just never went on quiz night. And uh, we were sort of kind of wiped out. There was this kind of table of ringers that called themselves, like, the cornerites because they sat in the corner. And uh, they just knew everything. You know that thing where you think, we didn't do too bad. We got 14 out of 16. And they got 16 out of 16. Cool. And it just keeps going that way. And they missed four questions out of 65 or something. Wow. And... Uh, I can you know, one of the, I remember one of the things was, like, how, because I never forgot not knowing this, is how is pi expressed as a vulgar fraction? Oh, we all know that. And <laughs> I didn't even know what that, I was like, I don't even know what that means. What are you talking about? <laughs> what is a vulgar fraction? Yeah. I have... Yeah. That's oh, like, thank you. Yes, that's, I, I know that now. But I still don't know, <laughs> I still don't know what's vulgar about that. It's like because the it's number on top's bigger than the number oh, underneath. I just think that. I just to me, it seemed to me there were worse fractions out there. <laughs> and, and do you so do you do pub quizzes generally, or was it just I, for that article? I haven't done one in a long time now. But before lockdown, I was in the habit of going to one. There was one in Chiswick where they, you know, the, the nice pub that was trying to have something to do on a Monday. And uh, I just take it way too seriously, you know. Everybody else is sort of there for the food and the fun. And I'm always like, could you repeat it, please? <laughs> yes. And will you accept grapefruit juice <laughs> as an answer? You're one of us. Yeah, I make it, I make it so hard for everyone. It's just, oh, yeah. No, you're very and much like, amongst and friends. And you start working on the pictures now. Yeah. Well, I, what I liked from what you were saying before is having someone to manage roles in the team, like you were saying at the charity one, you know, you get a subcommittee working on yeah. something. Um, let's talk a little bit about that, about how you kind of manage a team. Yeah, I, well, it's harder at those events where you don't know everybody, but yeah. trying to get everyone involved, especially if they're getting distracted by, you know, food and friends and nice things. <laughs> um, yeah, giving them a job and having things that you'll come back to and assigning a little role. So someone has to be the scribe, and you can try and find out who's got the neatest handwriting or who's not drinking. That's probably the best one because <laughs> that's going to last for the, for the length of the quiz. Because by the end, what's the point of getting 10 out of 10 if no one knows what you've written? Yeah. yeah. Um, I've just done some pictures. Yeah, I, think that'll just, be I, okay. I illustrated this one. <laughs> um, and, and if there are some that you do want to work on, like the chemical elements, oh, guys, could, can, you, can you work on this one? Uh, it's the it's the sports round now. They they're not into sports. Let's let's carry on. You do the chemical elements. We'll work on this. We'll just make notes and 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 keep keep everyone occupied somehow. Yeah. 
actually, by the end of the quiz, you can have people working on various different things. We had one at our regular quiz where the question was, how many pairs of ribs are there in the human body? And one of our team basically just sat there <laughs> the whole... Just, <laughs> and it was beautiful to watch, <laughs> but we still got the wrong answer. As long as they're a normal person. Some people have... One of my son's friends, he, he has... His whole insides are reversed. What? Which is called something. I remember what it is. His, his insides are just backwards. His heart's on the other side. Oh, wow. And his organs are all... He's a mirror image of a normal person. So when do you even find that out, though? Like when they <laughs> you have to, Something has to be quite wrong. For them it can't to be appendicitis. Well, it's the just, wrong side. He went to the what? hospital for something. They couldn't find his heart. And they're like... <laughs> Whoa. It's like, you don't have a pulse. This is bad. <laughs> That's terrifying. Um, it was extra terrifying for the medical staff. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose, yeah, if you've got biology questions coming up or anatomy questions, you do want to make sure that you're all sort of... No six-fingered people. got or your bits. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no Anne Boleyns or... Uh, <laughs> other. Who else is famous for having an extra digit? There you go. There's a, that's another good quiz question. Gemma Arterton. Yes. Cats. <laughs> Krusty Cat. the Clown. Who? Krusty the Clown had a third nipple. Oh, so there he did. A supernumerary nipple. <laughs> <laughs> um... And uh, so, uh, do you think, Jenny, that you need management skills? Like, are you soft and gentle in, in your management, or are you quite forceful? Again, it does depend on how much drink has been taken, mm. um, how much management is needed. If you've got a, a team of quiz enthusiasts, actually, you might need to be a bit stricter with them, because they'll be talking all over the place and, and overthinking things. Sometimes it's actually, what's the answer on the card going to be? Let's take it back to brass tacks. This isn't university challenge. This is mm. the PTA quiz. Who's written this? Yes. Um, and, yeah, I think you do have to be an iron fist in a, in a silk glove. There's always Don't one make person. it seem like you are over-managing, <laughs> but you are managing every aspect of that quiz. There's always one person who will talk you out of the right answer yep. when you've already got it written down and insist right before the card goes away to be marked that they know for a fact that it isn't this, it's that. And sometimes that person is me. Yes. And it's always horrible. I mean, you, you know, because you were so confident and it, then... It, it does happen. But another thing about managing a quiz team, especially, especially when you don't know everybody, is um, giving credit where it's only just partially due. So... If somebody is not a quiz person and they're floundering a little bit, if they give a little bit of information or they give one answer, you go, brilliant, you've earned your place. Yes, thanks. Oh, we wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for that particular answer. And that can also you know, boost someone's confidence and they, they might not say no to the next quiz. <laughs> they might get that one answer next time. You've said all very these useful. things to me during quizzing. <laughs> know, yeah. <laughs> oh, you've done very well, Lucy. That's thanks for it. that teamwork. Yeah, she's done very well. Uh, we had a terrible falling out uh, last quiz I went to with, uh, it was the birthplace of Charles Dickens and oh. it got really nasty. And there was no one looking, you know, there was no one to put a kind of referee the argument. And so we all kind of felt a little bit sad. That is, that is sad, especially, it's not what you would have wanted, is it, Chaz? I don't know. Would he, he would have liked the drama, wouldn't he? I think he would have. Maybe it was his spirit. <laughs> what, what is the birthplace of Charles Dickens? Totally can't remember. Because it's one of those where I said the right... I think I had the wrong answer and insisted that we put that. Uh, it, it's either Kent or... Portsmouth. He was born in Portsmouth. It is. That's oh. right. Then he, he lived in Kent. That's right. And, of course, we were all like, what the hell would it be Portsmouth? <laughs> and it 100% was. Oh. Sorry. I so. wasn't there to put my foot down. I know, well, we need <laughs> you. Just stick with an answer. Now, I would love to do some actual quizzing with you two. We've talked about it. I think we've whetted everyone's appetites. So for Jenny and Tim, I've prepared a quiz because, as I say, when uh, Tim was on our podcast last time, he was talking about what his specialist subject would be on Mastermind. And you said, do you remember? My real specialist subject is general knowledge. But uh, <laughs> I think, did I say Gillette? King Gillette? King C. Gillette, you did. Uh, the utopian socialist and inventor of the disposable razor. Yeah. <laughs> Ask me anything. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I thought that was so fascinating. And so I did go away and do a little bit of reading. And then uh, Jenny's specialist subject when she was on Mastermind was... Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, this is popular. I mean, about 18 years ago, though, so... (laughs) Well, you've probably still got it up there somewhere. So uh, what I have called this game is Mastermind Reader... Because I am going to ask Jenny questions on King C. Gillette. (laughs) You got this. (laughs) And Tim will be answering questions on his beloved Buffy the Vampire Slayer. (laughs) How how keen are you on Buffy from 1 to 10? I've never seen a full episode of (laughs) Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This is going to go very well. So I've called this uh, Mastermind Reader because you're getting questions on each other's special subjects, but you will be able to convey the answers using either your telepathic connection or I may let you give some little clues. Ask the the spirits. That's the spirit of Dickens. (laughs) Portsmouth, that's the only answer he'll give. (laughs) Portsmouth. I will never forget that now, though. So at least no. we're uh, at least we've done that. Um, right. I'm gonna. This turn could be a car crash. To <laughs> Jenny first. Uh, King C. Gillette. Uh, he's called King C. Gillette, and the C in his name stands for what? <laughs> okay. Um, or now the the psychic. We should come up with a code earlier. Yeah. <laughs> um, you are allowed to give a little clue. Yeah. Uh, it's not. It's a non-traditional name. It is a non-traditional name. Like for a human, would it be a good name for a dog? We don't. We can't. We can't. We don't think that King Sigilet was gay. But if he were, <laughs> <laughs> this would be a very appropriate middle name for him. Oh, um, wow! Uh, th- that that was not what I was expecting. Oh, I think I think the psychic vibes have hit people in the audience. I think. <laughs> okay. The mind the transmission is us. being received over there. Um, it's just gone slightly awry. Or perhaps not. <laughs> okay. Mustn't <laughs> put people into boxes. Or um, if he were a bottled coffee. Oh, camp. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Camp. <laughs> oh, wow. King camp. King camp. I have heard that before. It's actually. a mouthful, isn't it? Wow. King camp would be a really King good camp. name for a, a, a pop star. or Adventure a Playground. <laughs> yes. It was Everyone his mother's. Crown on the way it was in. his mother's maiden name. It's not even that ah. interesting a story. Okay, very good. You do, we should point out that um, Tim has written a book about King Camp Gillette. Yeah. Uh, which is available still. <laughs> good. Good luck finding a copy of that. <laughs> there are only two biographies of Gillette, and I wrote the much shorter one. So <laughs> I do recommend it for that reason. Um, it's. I'm sure it's flown off the shelves. Um, in uh, oh, let's do a Buffy. Let's do a Buffy now. Right. Okay. So this is for you, Tim. Um, Buffy's younger sister, played by Michelle Trachtenberg, is called what? Um. Is it coming through? I think she's look there. Jenny's sending the psychic vibes. No, yeah, Tim's nodding. Through. Okay. Do you want to give a little clue? Um. It's a time of day. <sighs> not this time of day. Definitely not now. Tea? <laughs> Tea? <laughs> a time of day? It's my favourite time of day. This, this is, is my Buffy. least favourite time of day. Oh, what, this, the one? Yeah, the, the one that's yeah. the answer. The correct answer Yeah, I very rarely see it. Yeah, yeah. Dawn. Yes! yes. Well done, Tim. Dawn Summers was uh, played by Michelle Trachtenberg. Okay, let's go back to King C. Gillette. I don't know how you're going to do this. Good luck. <laughs> I'm just going to use the psychic vibes. Okay. In, I tell you what, now I'm going to change the question because it was too hard. Um, in which state was King C. Gillette born? Massachusetts. Oh, I love the fact that you were straight that in with that. I was very confident. Completely wrong. Completely wrong. wrong. <laughs> okay, so completely wrong. So... California. <laughs> that is the opposite of Massachusetts, is it? That's it's far it away from it. It yeah. is, yeah. Hawaii. I would split the difference between <laughs> California and Massachusetts. Missouri. And go north. Oh, Minnesota. More, more closer. Um, Ohio. He was raised in Chicago, so, but he came, from, he came down south to go to Chicago, so he was, north, he was born north of that. 
Um, you could give some facts about the state if you, I don't mind, that would be I think the I think the residents of that state are called cheeseheads. Oh, um, 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 Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yes, oh. well America's done. mitten. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. It looks like a mitten. It does look okay. like a mitten. Cheeseheads and mitten, that's all I know about. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, well, that's more than I knew. Uh, okay, so let's go back to Buffy. Uh, so the high school that Buffy attends, what is the name of that high school? I do not know, but... Someone in the audience just went, that's easy. <laughs> I, my, I suspect that we may have My suspicion Buffy is, because it's usually what happens in American dramas or sitcoms is that the high schools are named after obscure American presidents. Oh, okay. If only. No? No. <laughs> I'd like to Sadly know which not. president you would have guessed. Yeah. yeah who's your uh, go-to obscure thing, Welcome president. back, Carter. They went to Millard Fillmore High. So, uh, Buchanan. It's a good obscure American president. You did say on our podcast as well that in a quiz, the thing that Tim always gets right is American presidents. Yeah, that's basically why I'm there. And I, sometimes I go home after the American president question. Because <laughs> yeah. that's as good as it's going to get for yeah, me. Yeah, they're only going to have one. If, so if you're writing a quiz and Tim's going to attend, keep the president question for so the end. So then it's going to be called something like Fairview or Fairlawn. Oh, you've got the vibe. That's the vibe. That's Jenny's transmitting really Spring well Lake. There. Spring. Oh. This oh. could still take a really long time. This is really good. <laughs> you've got the correct first letter. <laughs> And the vibe. Pardon? And it links to dawn. And it does link to dawn, yes, you're right. So it's a weather condition S and the type of place. <laughs> Sunny. Yes, yes. Hill. Oh. Dale. Yes. Yay! <laughs> Sunny Dale, hi. Oh, my God. This is amazing. You're like... I could have literally, we could still been here tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. It's like Riverdale. It's like, which, which is where the Archies went to high school, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, right, I'm going to give you... Mm. wish this was a quiz about the Archies. Now, this actually... What Next time, we'll do that. <laughs> this is a quiz that... A question, rather, that you might actually be able to get because it's not about King C. Gillette. Gillette's last book, The People's Corporation, was written with an author who was famous for a book about conditions in the meatpacking industry. I, I thought you would get this. Right, okay. Uh, th that book was called The Jungle. It's ringing a bell with me. Okay. So Gillette's last book, The People's Corporation, was written with, with an author who wrote a book about... It was an expose of, of the poor conditions in America's meatpacking industry. Was it adapted into a song by Guns N' Roses? <laughs> 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 that would have been a much more interesting lyric, wouldn't it? But uh, it's... Uh, do you want to do some clueing? Uh, he's a hugely prolific author. He wrote a hundred and something books, uh, including memoir. He was he he made a lot of money off the jungle. He was sort of a utopian himself. He shares a name with another famous American author, although it's his surname and the other guy's first name. The author of Babbitt. Ooh, somebody. Yeah, yes, there we go. No, that's nice. We're audience, helping. Audience okay. point there. Did I hear Sinclair Lewis? Good. Yes, so Sinclair Lewis Sinclair. is the author of Babbitt, but yeah. it's not Sinclair Lewis. It's the other guy. Mr. It's, Sinclair. It's Mr. Sinclair. <laughs> the name sounds a little bit like a Billy Joel song. Pianoman? <laughs> <laughs> Pianoman Sinclair? If if Sinclair had been a or girl who had known Billy Joel, he might have called anyway. Or the Abbey above Downtown Abbey. <laughs> yes, Upton, Upton Sinclair. Yeah, oh, that, that took Sinclair. Than it very done. good. I mean, uh, it's been extraordinary. I will give. We will have one more question about Buffy, um, <laughs> which I think you're winning on. <laughs> okay, in season five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Buffy's mother, Joyce, dies. Spoilers! Yeah, that's true. Sorry to anyone who hasn't watched it in the 20-odd years <laughs> that you've had available to do so. Uh, Buffy's mother, Joyce, dies. What does she die of? Do you know this one, Jen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She wasn't slain by a vampire, was she? Absolutely not. No, it's much more mundane it's than tedious. that, isn't it? 
Yeah. Presumably by then that had gotten a bit boring. Yeah. People well, it's the, what you'd expect. Like, she comes home to find her mother dead. You'd think, oh, she's been eaten by a werewolf or something. But no. Drowning? No. Not even, not even that sort of dramatic. A heart attack? Yeah. Just heart failure. Well, it's an aneurysm I've got oh, was here, it? but it was something. <laughs> oh, I thought it was just heart. Oh, right, it was an aneurysm. I mean, there's an end to the quiz right, just right. ending on heart that's attack or aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way we that's like. Really that's a lesson in how to compile your quizzes. <laughs> we should have saved the American president for the end. <laughs> yes. um, I'll give you one bonus question to both of you, because this is really... Does it cover both topics? Because that would be incredible. That would be weird. It... it I wish I'd been as clever as you think I am. Um, okay, the, so the ranch that King Gillette purchased near Calabasas in Southern California has recently featured in which Netflix psychological thriller series? I was like, all I know about Calabasas is the Kardashians live there. Yes. Yes. The but it's a psychological... Oh, um, I mean, Keeping Up With The Kardashians is a psychological thriller series. <laughs> But it is, but it's not on Netflix. That's not the answer I'm looking <laughs> I for. I actually went to Calabasas yep. as part of the research of the book to Ooh. track down King Gillette's Ranch. Mm. And I just couldn't find it. Oh, no. <laughs> it was on Netflix the whole time. <laughs> I just drove around and around and around. I got, I, it's, I've spent four hours up in those mountains, absolutely mm. lost, and I just gave up. It's so I've never been there. It belonged to Bob Hope at one point. But anyway, it was in a psychological thriller series starring Sarah Paulson in the title role... Ratchet. Um, it was yeah. Ratchet. Oh. Congratulations, Jenny. I think it was also the opening scene of, allegedly the opening scene of Gone with the Wind uses his Ooh. long drive. Oh, wow. Well, there we go. Because by that time, the producer had bought it from Gillette's widow. Yes, that's right. I think there was a lot of filming done on that ranch. It's been through it's a few hands. Yes, well, we've laughed, we've learned, <laughs> and what we've learned is there is no psychic connection between these two. Yeah. <laughs> Still unproven. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Thank you for taking part in that. And now I think we've got more quizzing to be done. What on this quiz podcast? I know. So what we like to do with our guests is to give them a quiz to host, in which Jenny and I will compete. Now, Tim, who are your favourite quiz show hosts? I just like William G. What's oh. that? What's he called? William G. Stewart, yeah. William G. Stewart. William G. Stewart, that's what I meant. Yes, yes, <laughs> he, yes. No, he William often G. shortened it to William G. Didn't he? <laughs> you were such a good friend. Billy G. G. Um, yeah, he was And then amazing. Alex Trebek, obviously the great Alex Trebek from Jeopardy, which you don't really have here. Not yet. Is it coming? Coming soon. Yeah. Who's doing that? Fry. Oh. Stephen, not Hannah. <laughs> Because, God forbid, they would have a woman host a quiz show. Yes, I know. It would be too, too <laughs> dangerous to let that happen. Well, we need you to channel Trebek. <clears throat> yeah, I'm sensing okay. no-nonsense 
it's all about the questions. Yes. That's the style of the... That's, that's, that's the, it. That's the no bells, the no whistles. And yeah. the quiz, I think, that Amanda has prepared... It, because when we were thinking about what we could do with Tim, quite often we like to use a pun. And, like, it's very good, Tim, because you can go, well, time mm -hmm. or win. Like, in it to Tim it. That was one yep. that I had suggested. <laughs> one that fell by the wayside. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but Amanda has settled on something. And Tim, I believe you... I've got a backup copy here that I haven't looked at, but you've got your own, haven't you? This is a surprise to us as well as to you. Uh, Hopefully not a surprise to Tim. I, I believe this it, quiz is, is, is officially called Tim After Tim. There you go. <laughs> um, which is weird because uh, no one who's called Tim... Is anyone here called Tim? No, see? Again, it's like being left-handed. Nobody who's called Tim likes being called Tim. <laughs> Whenever I meet someone called Tim, I take great pleasure in using their name a lot. Like <laughs> also, if you ever come up, if you, whenever I'm on a stage, if, if I pause for even a second, and Lucy, someone at the back will always go, come on, Tim. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, that may be an answer. Well, it could be. I don't, well, I, I, I have read these ahead of time. You're very good. It's not. Okay. Uh, but but all the clues f uh, feature members of the Timocracy. <laughs> Which is actually in the paper today. I looked. There there is a word called Timocracy, and it doesn't mean rule by people called Tim. That's a shame. What does it mean? It means rule by people who own property. Ah. So, so you own all one. the property. So I've learned two things today. One of them is how to open that can, <laughs> and that. So these are there's a lot of Tims feature in this. Basically, um, there are. We should do a big showbiz intro for you as well, shouldn't we? We should to get really, this yeah. Kicking off, so. Okay. We'll go, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Tim after Tim. <laughs> and here is your host. Thank you. It's great to be here. <laughs> Martin Amos once said that Tim Henman was the only Tim ever to have achieved anything at all. <laughs> but we're here to prove different. <laughs> Question number one: Can you guess the famous Tim? from these three clues. Mm. Clue one, his mother owned a cat-themed gift shop. <laughs> it's not me. It's not you, your mother didn't own a cat-themed gift shop. That would do weird things to you. It's gonna be a weird Tim. Tim Vincent from Blue Peter. I don't know, I'm not he's, saying he's weird. He's not that weird. <laughs> Is he? I just, he's a Tim I thought of. All, I'm, I'm here to tell you that all Tims are, are pretty weird. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, think, I'm trying to think of all the Tims and I've not found a normal one. <laughs> no. Because I, I was thinking Vine. So this isn't ringing any bells for you? Not yet. What you're saying. Uh, his first stop motion horror film, Vincent, was narrated by Vincent Price and it debuted in 1982. Buzz. That must be... Do we have buzzers, fingers? I'm, I'm just, I'm okay. just slapping my knee. You Some think as we called fingers buzz. on buzzers, we'd actually have buzzers? Something <laughs> um. to think about for next time. <laughs> yes? Uh, I'm going to say uh, Tim Burton. That is correct. Tim yes. Burton is correct. Well done. Very good. One point to you. The next clue was that he uh, directed three films starring Winona Ryder in 1988, 1990, and 2012. Um, and for a bonus, you could name those. Do you, do you know? Beach Juice. Yes, Beach Juice. Say it again. <laughs> With the years again. Edward so. Scissorhands. Scissorhands. Yeah. Yep. And 2012. And 2012. Is that like a Nightmare Before Christmas? Not she wasn't in the Corpse Bride, was she? No. She no. Wasn't. Throw it to the audience. Sorry. 2012 film? It's Frankenweenie. Oh, it no. was. Yeah, it was an animated one. We were, we're on the right line. There you yeah. go. There we go. That was, it's, that's just extra, anyway. <laughs> Number two, can you guess which US psychologist, famous in the 1960s, was Winona Ryder's godfather? Well, I Is it another Tim? <laughs> They're yes, all Tim's, man. <laughs> all the Tim's all the way Tim's down. All the way down. <laughs> Buzz. Would that be Timothy Leary? It would be, yeah. Oh. Wow, that's a good fact. Just scrolling through the little Rolodex of Tim's in my brain. Timidex. Uh, that's it. He's an advocate for psychedelic drugs who coined the phrase, tune in, turn on, drop out. Mm. Number three, which famous Tim used to be a rapper going by the name of Lil Timmy Tim? This is you. 
And you'd love nothing more than to do one of your raps for us now. <laughs> I have never rapped and will not rap now. But I did used to go by the name Lil Timmy Tim when I was, and my brothers and sisters still more or less call me that. Uh, but was it Timothy Dalton, Timothy Chalamet, or Tim Farron? <laughs> Tim Farron rapping is just a wonder. Any Lib Dem rapping. <laughs> just Surely something. they've all tried it in a campaign video. I'm sure if you yes. went to the conference, you would find that. Yeah, they yeah. don't do karaoke. They just do a rap battle <laughs> at the end of the Lib Dem conference. With Vince Cable. <laughs> Vince Cable. Any of them. You just think of any Lib Dem rapping. Ming Campbell. Hilarious. He'd be, I reckon he'd be surprisingly good at it. Yeah, quietly yeah. sort of confident. He's very Scottish competitive, way. isn't he? He was an athlete in his youth. So yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah. I was going to gently draw you back to the question. Sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's, there's the Trebek. <laughs> Lovely. Who was the other one? So Tim... um, I'd go Chalamet out of those. What do you reckon? He seems of an age, doesn't he? For he, like he looks like he'd had a, he, he had a period where he was convinced he was going to be the next Eminem. And then he's gone quite emo. That's sort of a weird thing. You wouldn't think you'd go sort of rapped. Because now I think he's like that sort of weird, like Victorian child-looking yeah. type person. You know what I mean? Yeah, if he was a girl, then Tim Burton would have cast him in Edward Scissorhands. Yes. Yeah, right yes, away. exactly. Uh, it, was, it was Timothy Chalamet. I mean, I think you've got to get there by the process of elimination because you think it's not Timothy Dalton. <laughs> I've been mean, impressed. And <laughs> Tim Farron is a stretch. For an extra point, which Tim Burton character did Chalamet pay homage to in an advert for the Super Bowl in 2021? That's an interesting question. I didn't see it. I don't know, no. but I'm going to think of a Tim Burton What's character. A, well, he's, he's, he's playing Wonka, isn't he? Did Tim Burton not do that Wonka film? Yep. Willy Wonka? No, it's, Ed, it's Edward Scissorhands. Oh, did he? What's the see? There we go. My husband's in the Wonka uh, movie, but he didn't meet Timothy Chalamet. That's the anecdote I've got there. Oh. <laughs> Did he meet Hugh Grant? Nope. Did he meet anyone? Did nope. <laughs> nope. Just All done on green screen. We'll get it in post. He got a leather bag out of it, though. Oh, did he? Yeah. It's quite nice. Oh. There you go. Did Sorry, he, some he, of these... He got it, or did he... <laughs> yeah. yeah. In the same way that I have got quite a lot of London podcast festival mugs <laughs> in my house. They're very good mugs. Very good. The, these are good. The, the dishwasher safe. Okay, you may be thinking now that the quiz is over. The quiz is not over. <laughs> Testing how, how hosty you are. Uh, yeah, William G. This Stewart. is a two-page quiz. <laughs> Question four. Which famous Tim came close to playing the Joker in Tim Burton's Batman? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Right, now this is not Timothy Dalton. This is not Timothy Chalamet, because we've had them. It's not Tim Vine. It's not Tim. <laughs> it's not me. Again. I mean, the Joker would be a great part for Tim Vine. Uh, Tim. Whenever it says which famous Tim... You, you can tell it's not me. Oh. Um, there are clues here. He lends his voice to the Clash album Sandinista. Oh, probably British. British Tims, British Tims. And that's definitely not Henman. <laughs> that would be good. That would be amazing. <laughs> if he was, him and Joe Strummer were close personal friends. And the Joker. <laughs> yes, Tim Henman. Come on, Tim. Finally snapped. <laughs> he voiced his namesake in Paddington Bear although the character was played by Peter Capaldi in the live-action film. Ah, Mr. Tim Curry, Curry, Tim Curry, uh, yes. He also suffers from coolrophobia, which caused big issues when he was playing one of his most famous characters back in 1986. Pennywise. Yes. Coolrophobia being... Fear of clowns. Yes. Um, which P. Diddy also suffers from quite badly. Is he a Tim? <laughs> Little Timmy Tim Diddy, yes. That's him. Coolrophobia, I think, is just a normal human yeah. reaction to clowns, isn't it? One of my children was terrified of characters, like big-headed character yeah. costumes once. And he once almost threw himself off a, the side of a building to get away from a, like, Woody's from Toy Story's girlfriend. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it was Disneyland. You know, they always think they can make it better. They, 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 so they corner the kid. And then they... <laughs> Not know how cats operate. They, they were just able to scratch their way pool. out of there. <laughs> he freaked out at the swimming pool because Bob the Builder was there. And I, was like, yeah. <laughs> I don't like those things. No, again, perfectly rational, perfectly acceptable to be afraid of those. 
Question five is takes takes some Tims that we've already spoken about into mm -hmm. consideration. Uh, which 1994 animation were actors Tim Curry and Timothy Dalton both considered for? Losing out eventually to Jeremy Irons and James Earl Jones, respectively. Yes, we know this one. It's a circle of life. <laughs> All right, Elton. <laughs> it's the circle of Tim's. Circle of, it all comes full, Tim's circle. <laughs> is it? Uh, I'm going to look like a right it, dick if it's not. It's the Lion King. <laughs> it is the Lion King, yes. Featuring it, Timbar. It is the Lion yeah. King. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty Tim after Tim. Uh, in the Lion King, James Earl Jones played Mufasa, which Timothy Dalton was up for, and Tim Curry was originally offered the part of Scar, but had to turn it down as it clashed with filming... Home Alone 2. I think he made the right choice there. <laughs> you had to have a scene with a Donald Trump, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, Donald Trump's in it. I'm oh definitely taking that part. <laughs> uh, I've got a lot of time for Home Alone 2. This keeps the, the, the connections then. keep coming. Question six. Tim Rice, oh. who collaborated with Elton John on The Lion King. Yes. This was almost <laughs> a film of all the Tims, mm. wasn't it? Was there anyone, you know, we'd also said, what film stars every Tim <laughs> in yeah, Britain? What film? We can check on IMDb later. The film Tim with the greatest Tim rate. <laughs> Tim Rice, who collaborated with Elton John on The Lion King, has won awards. Tim Rice and Tim Curry, of course, there's a connection there. Yeah. A meal of all the Tims. I'm just a little bit hungry. Mm, time for some Tim food. <laughs> Tim Tams. Tim Tams. Was this what it was like doing that uh, charity quiz? Yes. <laughs> and exactly the team of old friends who were just wittering at you. <laughs> I'm like, who's on the pie team? Who's? <laughs> uh, this is a weird question. Tim Rice, who collaborated with Elton John on The Lion King. Mm. Just put all that to one side. <laughs> because that's not part of the question really at all, has won awards for his conservation work with which endangered British rodent? Tim's. <laughs> Tim's are endangered. Uh, he's, he's won awards for his conservation work. Stoats. Are, Is it are stoats endangered? I think they're probably mustelids as well, so that's... <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what a rodent... Voles. Water voles. Is that the kind of thing like... Yeah, that's a rodent. What about ferrets? No, you don't they're see not endangered. You used they're to see trousers all the time. <laughs> well, that's it. But you used to see that all the time, people with ferrets down their trousers. And it was a thing. Do it in private now. Yeah. Where? There's legislation <laughs> oh, in place. British TV, before you got not, here. Not around here. <laughs> not around here. But no, it used to be a big thing, wasn't it? Ferret, and ferret racing. Ferret racing, I've seen. Yeah. At Fates. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, what are the roads? Shrews. Shrews is a good guess. Is there like a martin, like a pine martin, Ooh. or a, uh, that sort of? Yeah, area? martins are. Uh, are they? Uh, yeah, they're not. They're, they're not in uh, good nick numbers wise. Okay, it's not that. <laughs> These are all good answers, but they're not. The None answer. of them are correct. Um, any oh, well, audio, oh. ideal time to throw to the audience. Endangered, Endangered British, British rodents. Rodent. Come on, roll them rat. I've it's not seen him in ages. <laughs> have you? It's, it's an endangered no. rodent, which is allegedly endangered. By another rodent. Hang on, Governor, you're having a thought. Share it with the group. Red squirrels. Yes, red squirrels. Amazing. Was that your final question? No. <gasps> no. <You> jackpot <laughs> question. You wish. Um, You'll get a prize. But this is the final question. Yep. Okay. What fictional Timothy connects Linda LaPlante, Christopher Biggins, and Sue Nichols? Um, oh, fictional Tim. Just thinking, is it Tim Timothy from Sorry? Oh, that was a lovely fictional yeah. Tim. Um, Ronnie Corbett sitcom. I had to but look this up that. because it's, it's even though Linda I had the answer, I had to look it up because it's before my time. Linda the Plant, Sue Nichols. Now, Biggins and Biggins. Oh, I think I've got it. Got it. I mean, anyone else in the audience thinking what I'm thinking? Okay, right. I've got my. I'll tell you what. Uh, well, sir, what do you think? Yes! <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. It now, is rent a ghost. It is rent a ghost! <laughs> Timothy Claypole. Cl Timothy Claypole. Yes. Now, I've never seen, it's one of those things that, you know, mixes me up because I get, I get old things that happened before 1990 in Britain. I don't really understand. I get my Christopher Bigginses and my Bernard Cribbenses yes. mixed up. They're practically Basically anagrams anagram of one too. another, yeah. <laughs> and I, don't, I can't, I, Dimbleby's and Attenborough's, I get mixed up because they're all 
Richards and Davids, aren't they? Um, <laughs> yeah, no but tip. I'd never seen an episode of rent a and I watched one yesterday. And How baffling was it? It was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but that was terrible. <laughs> but as another connection, it's set in, anybody remember where it's set in? Tim Curry's house. It's set in... Uh, no, let, let audience, come on, someone, someone, you must be able to, you must. Rent-a-ghost expert there, nothing, no. It's set in South Ealing, which is where I, a Tim, had my COVID booster. <gasps> so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one Tim after another, isn't it? Thank you. Thank you for playing Tim after Tim. The commissioners will be in touch. Well, that was brilliant. And do you know what I loved? Authoritative hosting, but so many extra facts. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I like. Well. Yes, this is the sign of a good host where they just can chuck in some extra little bits. And, you know, not only uh, facts about Tim's, but also just some little personal revelations like where you had your COVID boost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's in at the Clay Ponds. Uh, estate clay health centre. I know pole. clay ponds, clay pole. Yes. Is it clay pole? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, the plot thickens. Not in Rent a Ghost, it didn't. It didn't <laughs> have much plot. It really didn't. <laughs> You've Great. seen one episode. You don't need to ever watch it again. You understand. Great theme song though, and uh, Sue was Miss Pop Off. That was a that was a great role for her for Sue Nichols. Right. Well. Um, it, we time has marched on, and Tim has marched on. <laughs> <laughs> it's closing, Tim, gentlemen, please. <laughs> it's another one we could have done. We've got so many quizzes, but we'll have no, to no, have no. it back just because we've got a. It's either you or Tim Farron that we need to get on to uh, host more Tim quizzes. Um, it has been a delight and a joy to have you with us. Before we go, I might get you to present some prizes to uh, our friend there in the. Gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous, vibrant dress. Oh, it was well, Linda and Linda and Tracy. Would you like to come up and collect dream prize team. from the prize, the prize table. table? Give it up for Jazzy Linda or this. Tracy. Ooh. Beautiful. She's. <laughs> yeah. She's got a game in a tin, and she's saying, "At least we've got the tin, you the Tim tin." They have to fight over who gets to take Practical. it home. <laughs> and then our rent-a-ghost expert there, would you like to come up and collect your prize? Yeah. <laughs> hey, just going for a packet of chocolates. There we go. <laughs> What's your name? Wonderful. It's Chris. Give it up for Chris. Well done, Chris. And if anyone feels they should have won a prize, I don't want to carry these home <laughs> in the heat. So feel free to help yourselves. Now, tell us about what you're up to at the moment, Tim. I mean, I've still got my column. That's still going. I don't like anyone at The Guardian to necessarily know how long it's been going. <laughs> they probably joined after I started. Oh. And the, so I say, we, we can get rid of this guy. <laughs> No, so they cannot. That we would be, we'd take to the streets. I have today moved my final child out of my house, so I'm embarking on a new phase in my life. Oh. Empty nest. Well, Very sad. My wife has already put up. He said, I might... Because <laughs> it's got no Wi-Fi. That's all they care about. His new place is all ready, but the Wi-Fi is not set up yet. So he said, I might spend the night back at home. And my wife's like, I'm painting your room. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's gone. No messing about. So there's that. I applied for my, you know, 60-plus travel card the other day. I'm nice. quite excited about never paying to ride the bus again. <laughs> yes, there's a lot After of... After 9.30. A lot of free travellers in the room tonight. Well done. Good for you. Um, oh, well, and we will very much look forward to enjoying your column and also taking you to a quiz. Yeah. You'll have to be in charge, though, because as you <laughs> can tell, we get off the rails a little bit. <laughs> yes. We'll have you over Louis Theroux or Deborah Meaden any day yeah. of the week. Bless you. We think you're much better. Please give it up for our guest, the brilliant Mr. Tim Darling. <laughs> well, that was tremendous fun. Thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And we will see you very soon for another edition of... Fingers on buzzer! <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Fingers on Buzzers starred Lucy Porter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin McLeod and Justin Edwards. Email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers. Thanks for listening and don't forget to join us next time for more Fingers on Buzzers. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.